Well, praise God, He is the one that He better be holding our hand or we're not going to get very far. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to live a pretty miserable life without Him if we ain't got Him. Well, I tell you, this week as I was praying and as we heard, boy, some powerful messages this week, uh, it was amazing how God puts things together. And I knew on Tuesday night that what God had put on my heart on Tuesday morning was exactly where we needed to be and exactly what we needed to hear. So if you would, if you would stand for the reading of God's holy word. Y'all, we got a word to stand on today. Uh, we don't have a magazine or a newspaper, but praise God, we got a word we can stand on today. Joshua chapter number 9. Uh, a lot of people will say, we're in the Old Testament now. Uh, is there a lesson for us today? You better believe there's a great lesson for us here today. There's a great battle that we're facing today. And as we see the battle that the Israelites were facing, it's a battle you and I face today. It is very much real. And I have no doubt in my mind that all across the house today, you're going through it yourself. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Because I've been through it myself. And so if we will open our hearts today, open up our minds, and allow God to speak in, you know what He's faithful to do? He's faithful to speak. He's faithful to give us exactly what we need today. Joshua chapter number 9 and verse number 1, And it came to pass, when all the kings which were on this side, Jordan, on the hills and in the valleys, and all the coast of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittite and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof. We're just missing a parasite. Amen. <laughs> Verse number two, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. Notice that. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, they did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up, and old shoes and clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua into the camp at Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, We become from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the Sunday school hour this morning. God, how I know you've already begun to stir into hearts and lives today. God, I thank you for the worship this morning. Praise God, we can sing praise unto you. And God, to know that you're here meeting with us. Thank you, Lord, for meeting with us. God, I know you don't have to, but God, I know you choose to. And so God, I God, I do not take for granted your presence. God, I do not take for granted your movement. And God, I know if anything is to be accomplished today, it'll be because you moved through your word, God, into the hearts and lives of people. So God, I ask you to touch and I ask you to bless and I ask you to move as only you can. You are God. You are the one, God, we look to for the word. You're the one we look to for truth today. God, I know there is no good in me apart from you, God. And so, God, I just ask you to move me out of the way. God, that you speak. God, that you preach exactly what you'd have us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
We find ourselves in Joshua chapter number 9 where there's a lot of good things going on. They, uh, I guess you could say they're really on top of things and feeling pretty good about themselves, feeling pretty good about where they are. How many of you have been in that place in life before where everything's going pretty good, right? Anybody? All right, come on now. I know somebody's got to be doing better than better. Come on. And you've been there in your life and you're on the top and boy, you're feeling really good about life, feeling really good about everything that's going on and the next thing you know, you hit a brick wall. Anybody ever been there? I mean, I'm talking about the kind of brick walls that just get built before you realize they're going up. Do y'all do know they exist, right? Huh? Where you wake up one day and you were singing a tune and the next thing you know, you fell on your face, right? Yes, well, we see a, a place like this with the Israelites. We see a place where they're doing really good. They're feeling really good, and they begin to lean upon their own understanding. They begin to look at their senses and what they see and what they touch and what they feel. And folks, can I tell you today, as we get into this, you and I are no different than they are. There's going to be times in our life when it's going really good, it's going really great, and we're not going to be looking, we're not going to be paying attention, and we're going to get smacked right in the face. Now listen to me, God gives us through His words uh, what exactly we need to do so that that doesn't happen. And we're going to see that here today. But let's all admit that we're not perfect today. Could we do that? Could we all admit that we're not perfect? Could we all admit this morning that we all have trouble? Could we all admit that we have trials? And the truth is, we may have come in with a boatload of them today. Amen? Yesterday might not have been our greatest day. This morning we might have fell off the bed instead of rolled out the bed, right? We might have hit the floor pretty hard today. It happens. Can we just admit that today? And can we just admit we need a holy, righteous God to fix us? We need a holy, righteous God to lean upon today. A holy, righteous God to fix us today. How many of you know he's here today to do just that? Boy, it is hot in here. Somebody has turned the heater on. I don't know about y'all. We do not need the heater on. But we find them in this place. And I tell, you this, this, I tell you this morning, I love the way chapter 9 starts out. Did y'all notice that first part? And it came to pass. It came to pass. And first, I do want you to realize as we get into this today, that no matter where you are, it will pass. It will pass. You say, but preacher, I'm doing really good right now. Things are going well. Does that mean it's going to pass? You better believe it's going to pass, all right? Welcome to Sunday morning at Southside. Be encouraged. The good times will roll away, all right? You are going to have a bad season. You're going to have a bad time. You're not always going to be loved. You may not even be liked, amen? Thank God if you got Jesus, though, you got everything. Amen, amen. So uh, realize today, this is a place where they found themselves doing really good. But then we notice right here in verse number 2, notice how it just, just like this, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. Now usually when we think about one accord, who do we think about? The church, we think about the people of God, right? One mind and one accord moving together. How many of you know there's also some people who move with one mind and one accord? Oh, come on now. Y'all don't know who it is. I'm going to have to give it away. Huh? How about the devil himself? How about those that are serving him? How about his demons? You don't think they move in one accord? You say, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, listen, these uh, these. Uh, Gibeonites that we see here, they are a picture. Yep. I got everybody's attention. Yep. 
They're a picture. Do you know they're a picture of this morning? A picture of the devil. Huh? You say, oh, we just got serious this morning. Boy, he's talking about the devil now. Yeah, that's right. The devil is real. Hey, he's, uh, he's not wearing some horns and just hanging outside to, to scare you during Halloween. Huh? I mean, really, some Christians need to get serious today, need to get right between God and them. Listen, we need to be right. We need to be ready because the devil is lurking, folks. He's not just lurking, he's trying. And so we see a picture here of the devil. When we look at this, uh, this story, which is history, you do realize that as well, right? It's history. Hello, here we go. A representation of the devil. Now look at here what they do. Well, number one, we see uh, they're going to come upon them in one accord, okay? But before that, look what happens in verse number three. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai. How many of you know it gets out what God does? Huh? It gets out what God does. They did work wilily and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles old and rent and bound up. Now listen, we see here when we look at them as a picture of the devil, what do we see? They're acting wilily, right? They're doing something, right? And you say, what's that got to do with what we're talking about today? Well, let's look at the picture of the devil. What does he do? Huh? What does he do? He comes as if he's somebody else. Folks, he does not appear as he is. He's a deceiving Satan. And he's deceiving. He comes in looking great. He comes in looking right, sounding good, looking good, folks. And so many times Christians are so far away from God that they cannot realize it, they cannot see it, they don't even have a discernment about it. Preacher, what are you talking about? I was looking at statistics, all right? Some of y'all know I like graphs and charts, hey, amen? All that stuff's cool, unless you don't like them, all right? <laughs> looking at statistics, though, and do you realize, and let me just preface this, I thank God that this is not Southside, what I'm about to say. I mean that. I thank God for it. But do you realize the average family only attends church once a month? Hmm? No, I didn't say like once a month we're going to go Sunday morning and Sunday night. Hmm? I'm talking about once a month like Sunday morning. Huh? Amen. Yes. What's that got to do with it, preacher? You mean I got to go to church? Here, I know this. We were called out to be the body of Christ. And I ask you this. How in the world? How in the world can we not? How in the world can we identify what the devil is trying to do in our lives, folks? See, you may not realize it, but he's a planner. Point number one, what do you see them doing? What's these Gibeonites doing? They did, listen, their bread didn't get moldy just overnight. Huh? Their shoes didn't have patches just overnight. What did they do? They had to plan. They had to plan. And here's a news flash for all of us today. The devil is planning against you. Don't that feel really good? Listen, I'd rather you go in with eyes open. Hello. I believe as Christians we need to have our eyes open in this world as we go. Listen, because we're not, listen, we're not going, many of you don't go on your jobs and have Bible study. Anybody? Huh? 
You might work with Christians and you might be able to, hey, get in some Bible time, some prayer time, whatever it may be. But I don't believe that's everybody's getting that experience. Huh? And how many of you know not everybody around you is there to help you? The devil will put people in your path to try to hurt you and to bring you down, folks. You say, preacher, I mean, this is negative with the devil. Yes, it is negative, but God tells us how to deal with it. Huh? Right here in his word in Joshua chapter 9, he tells us exactly how to deal with it. Look how they, they did work wildly. Not only did they uh, do the, 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 the old sacks upon their asses, the wine bottles, old and rent. Look what else they did. And the old shoes and clouded them on their feet and the old garments upon them, their clothes, everything. They planned every little piece out, folks. Right down to their bread. Right? And we see that and say, what's the significance? The devil is planning right down to the very little detail to try to discourage you. Listen to me. He's not worried about the one that's laid out drunk somewhere, folks, this morning. I'm serious. He's not worried about, the devil isn't worried about the drug addict this morning. They're already there. You know who he's after? You and I today. You and I today. Why is that, preacher? Because we're the ones with the testimony. We're the ones God has changed. We're the ones that God is working through. And you and I, if we, if we are deceived, how much can we do for God? Think about that this morning. How can you be used for God if you're working for the devil? But if we're not serving him, that's who we're serving, right? I'm not wrong here, am I? Huh? Come on. Is that not the truth? The devil is constantly planning. And just as God has got a, a plan and, and thoughts of peace and not evil for you, you know what the devil's got planned for you? Destruction, folks. To destroy you. You say, but he can't have your soul. You're right. You're right. If you are a saved child of God, he cannot have your soul. And I was just giving God praise weeks ago about that because I do praise God that He can do whatever He wants to do. The devil can try all that he wants to do, but he cannot have my soul. And I praise God for that. But I ask you this, He can let me live. Per, he can make me live pretty miserably. Yes, He sure can. He can let me get down to a place where I'm no good to God. It's true, folks. And many and many sit in depression and many are ready to commit suicide. Hear me, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about lost people today. I'm talking about Christians, many of them depressed, down and out, don't know what to do with their life because they're struggling. If we could just realize who our enemy is. Realize who our enemy is. He's the one who wants to defeat us. He's the one who wants to destroy us. Look how clever they are. They didn't miss a beat. They covered every basis of it. And who's constantly planning? The devil himself. The devil himself. Look at what they do in verse number 6. It says this, And they went to Joshua unto the camp at Gilgal, and said unto him, And the men of Israel, We be come from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. You say, what's so key about that? Well, if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter number 20, you'll know exactly what that means because they were to destroy all the inhabitants of Canaan. Right? That's what God said. That wasn't a thought. That's what God said, all right? 
And what did he say? Those that come from afar off, they to make a treaty with, right? Can I tell you, God had the plan way back, folks. God had the plan for them. It's up for you and I to live for him. It's up for you and I to follow that plan. So here they are. They know what God had said. They know what the Lord had delivered unto them. You say, preacher, with the devil, what's that got to do with us? Because not only is he planning, but folks, he knows the word of God. You see, we underestimate our enemy. We underestimate our enemy. He knows every word of this Bible. Do you realize that? And he will use every bit of it against you. If you allow him to, he will do it every single time. But thanks be to God, we don't have to do that. huh? Thanks be to God, we can remind him what the word of God says. Yes, yes we can. Notice here in verse 6. We've come from a far country, now therefore make a league with us. Boy, their words sound right on point, don't they? How many times does the devil's words sound right on point? Huh? Right on point. Right on point. They know the word of the Lord. And we can get a clear picture of this by thinking about the garden today. What do you mean, preacher? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 3 says this. This is Paul writing. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What do you mean? What do you mean today? All we've got to do is go back to the garden and how Satan used Eve. Huh? Hear me today. You think just because that's in Genesis that that's not the same thing we're dealing with today? You, you don't think he's getting people to question the word of God? To question who God is? Folks, can I tell you, there's not a lot of people who realize we don't all serve the same God. I'm serious this morning. There's a lot of people that are confused and mixed up. And listen, I, I'm not trying to spread hate or I'm not trying to spread, listen, discomfort for people and for people to be offended. But we don't all serve the same God. There's only one Jesus Christ. And it's only by Him that men can be saved. It's, it's only by Him that men won't be fooled and taken advantage of. And in our time of depression and time of anxiety, hey, our time of anything that you can place it on that the devil tries to get us down with, and how many of you know he'll use you and I? He'll use you and I to discourage you and I, right? I mean, we can plug it in, can't we? Yes, and he'll do it every time. How many times have you heard him tell you, those people don't even care about you? Huh? Those people don't even love you. He'll do it. He'll get in your head, he'll get in your mind, and then he'll get in your heart. I'm serious, folks. We cannot sit and act like just because we're saved, we're immune from the attacks of the devil. I mean it today. I mean it. How, we'll never survive. We as a body of Christ cannot survive. You know why? Because we'll be fooled every single time. Yes. How many of you know things sound good, things can look good, they can smell good, they can even taste good? But that don't mean they're good. You see what happens with the Israelites right here. What happens with Joshua? They take it at face value. 
You say, what do you mean? We ain't even got there. Well, let's get there then. Let's read it. Let's read it. Verse, moving on to verse number 7. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure ye dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye? And from whence come ye? And they said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come, because of the name of the Lord thy God we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. So what do we see right here? Listen, not only are they talking a good game, not only have they brought stuff that looks legit, right? Their sandals all worn out and patched. But now whose name are they speaking of? The name of the Lord. Can I tell you the devil himself knows the Lord's name? Yes, yes. And he'll use other people just to, to be used, folks. Just because people say they are don't mean that they are. You say, preacher, come on now. I mean, it looks good, it tastes good, it smells right. All this stuff lines up. They're even speaking the name of the Lord. Can I tell you, they're still using their senses. They're still using their eyes. They're still using their ears. They're using their hands. They're probably even using their tongue. They probably even tried out that bread to make sure it wasn't painted on, right? Huh? But how many of you know that's not enough? That's not enough. How do you know that? Well, number one... They're not they're they're liars. Number one. But look what else happens here. Verse 10, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites. See, they even know history, y'all. They were beyond Jordan to Sihon, king of uh, Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, which was at Ashtaroth. Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, Take victuals with you for the journey, and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants, therefore now make ye a league with us. Boy, they sound really good, don't they? They look really good. And I'm afraid many Christians today, you say, Preacher, go back to that one, once a month service. What do you mean? That's the people that's going to be fooled. Hmm? We have fooled ourselves. Hmm? We have fooled ourselves because we think we don't have to be close to God and live. huh? That we don't have to be close to God and survive. Can I tell you folks, that's the first fall is when we decide to draw away from the Lord. That's our first fall. And it don't matter. And listen, we can take the church out of the equation. We can talk about you. We can talk about your home. We can talk about every facet of your life today. If God is not number one, then He's not Lord of all. He can't be, folks. He can't be. And you see, here is Joshua. And you say, man, Joshua, close to God, right? Joshua, who has seen the hand of God. How many of y'all have seen the miracles of God right here at Southside Baptist Church? I know so. I know so. I don't deny it because I've seen it. I've heard it. I've heard the testimony of people being healed. I've seen people that, I, hey, that we didn't even think could get saved get saved. Praise God for it. Praise God for it, folks. We've seen him do amazing things. And you don't think Joshua saw them do amazing things? Yet, look what they did. Yet, look what they did. Verse 12. This is our bread we took. Uh, 
We took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry and it is moldy, and these bottles of wine which we filled were new. What are they doing? Reminding him again. Boy, they're staying on it. And behold, they be rent, and these our garments and our shoes are become old by reason of the very long journey. Did you notice that Joshua was asking them again, over and over again, who they were and where they were from? Can I tell you, as they never reveal themselves, the devil himself will never reveal himself, folks. Yes, he will never reveal himself. He is going to be on the attack and on the attack and on the attack, and he's never going to say, Guess what? I'm the devil. I give up. Yes, but don't we live like that, right? Won't we live like that? Yeah, he's just going to come out and step out and say, Here I am. Get ready now. Get prepared. No, he doesn't do that. He never does, just like these folks right here. Just like these folks right here. Verse 14, and the men took of their victuals. That's it. They've taken it now. And asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. So you wonder today, what does it take to not be deceived? What does it take to know where the, what the devil's up to and what the devil is doing, folks? What does it take? You know what it takes? Seeking the face of God. Hey, listen, it takes when something is approaching in your life to be close enough to God that you can tell the difference. We call it discernment, but nobody talks about it. Yes, discernment. To be so close to God. Listen, it's not a wonder what's going on, but that you know what's going on. You think God is trying to hide things from you? You think God is trying to uh, keep things secret? I was thinking this morning about the Sunday school lesson, about where we were, where we are in John chapter 10 with the Good Shepherd. Some of y'all remember exactly where we are. What does Jesus want to do? Well, number one, He gives us truth. He doesn't hide behind it. He doesn't keep it a mystery. He says, I am the Good Shepherd. Yes. And does he keep salvation secret? No. No. What did he say? He came to do the Father's will, but he came to seek and save that which is lost. Yes. Not to hurt you, not to keep you in the, in the dark about what's going on. He's given us everything, folks. I'm about to give you all everything. Huh? He's given us everything. We ain't got to wonder about the wiles of the devil. And yes, some of you might be thinking it. This goes right along with Ephesians chapter number 6. Huh? About the armor of God. So many times we're on the mountaintop and we're feeling so good about where we are that we take our eyes off of where God wants us to be. Huh? You see, Joshua, you know what they did? You know what their greatest, the greatest sin there was? <laughs> well, we know they didn't seek counsel from the Lord. Right? But they leaned on their own understanding. You see, they were looking for an eye test. Yeah. They were looking for an ear test, folks. They were maybe even looking for a, a taste on the tongue, huh? But can I tell you, we'll fail every single time. You don't have it. You can't fight the devil on your own. I think Cody mentioned that the other night. You cannot battle the devil on your own. You want to get ate up really good? Go ahead and try. Because he'll take you for a ride. He will take you for a ride, and when you get off, you won't know which way to go. Huh? But if we go to God, I mean, that's the bad news, is that they did that, that they took their eyes off of God. 
But how many of you know that's an example for us today not to take our eyes off to God, to know that God is more than faithful and God is more than able to take care of us. Yes, there's going to be battles. Yes, there's going to be trials. Yes, the devil is going to hammer and hammer and hammer. But folks, if you're saved, you belong to God and you're untouchable. You're untouchable. Why don't we live like that? Why don't we live victorious? You know what's keeping us from living victorious? We are. We are. God has not changed. God has, Listen, God has not stepped off the throne and said, you know what, this is just too much for me to handle. This is too much for me to take. No, He's right there and He's still seated, folks. He's still seated. He's still listening. And you know what He's waiting for? He's waiting to hear from you and I. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Either we'll have faith and we'll trust Him and we'll stay close to Him or we won't. I mean, Jesus said Himself, He sent us out, right? Hey, and there's wolves out there. Anybody can testify? How many of you know there's a lot of wolves out there? Huh? There's a lot of things that, to, that want to hurt you and tear you down. And folks, I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not talking about people today. Hear me, hear me really loud and clear. I'm not talking about people today unless they're allowing the devil to use them. But let's get to the heart of it. It's Satan who is our enemy. Those are the people we should be praying for. So what is your trial? Where's the devil beating you up? Because I've got to tell you, these days when you're like, man, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can breathe another day. Anybody been there? Huh? I mean, I, if I get one more trial, I think I'm just going to break everything, you know? That's the preacher now. Yes, I'm not supernatural. Hello, somebody say amen. amen. Man, thank you. Huh? And these days you just want to throw it all down and say, God, I can't walk no more. God, I can't follow it no more. God, I don't know how I can take another breath. I don't know how I can walk another step. The devil's all over me, trying to discourage me all that he can. But how many times, you know, you can just go to God. Go to God. I'll be real clear with you. I spend time with the Lord every single day. But this past week, I had to find myself at this altar. And I had to stay there a while. I wonder, what is your trial? What is the devil beating you up about, folks? All we've got to do is seek the counsel of the Lord. Sister, if you would come to play. And I want to ask you, head bowed and eyes closed. And I want to ask you this morning. I don't know what your trial is. I don't know what your battle is. You might honestly say, preacher, I'm not even going through anything. I find that hard to believe. That nobody's going through anything. I wonder, could you just take it to the altar of God? Seek His counsel today. Folks, we can't make it without Him. We can't even try to. We can't. We can't even try to. I'm, I'm asking you, would you seek the Lord today? He's the one. He's the one. He's the one who changes our situation.
He's the one who changes our circumstance. And it's up to you and I whether we'll seek the counsel of the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, God, I know you know what we need, God. God, I just, God, I just ask you to continue to touch us, God. God, to lead, God, and direct us. God, that we'd seek your counsel in the storm. God, we'd seek your counsel, God, when the, when the devil is raging. God, and I know that he is, God. I know he's, God, he's just been a raging God, but I know you are greater than he is. So, God, I ask you to give us that confidence. Give us that touch. God, remind us of that promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.